Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Money Talks. Today, Sandy and I will have the privilege to speak with Matt Hillman. Matt is a sports, entertainment, and music industry expert and seasoned entrepreneur who has experience working with Tandem Sports and Entertainment, Epic Records, Gin and Tonic, and lastly, the prestigious Creative Arts Agency. Matt is a graduate of Carnegie Mellon University and has recently started a market agency called Cut and Sew, which is based out in LA. With that being said, I'd like to ask Matt my first question. So Matt, obviously we know you graduated from Carnegie Mellon University. And while we are seeing the stereotypical college student trying to climb the corporate ladder, you've of course taken a different route. Can you talk about your experience at CMU, CAA, and Gin and Tonic and how it has led you to want to, you to start your own company today? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, definitely looking forward to the conversation. But um, yeah, I guess I'll just kind of go right into it. I had a, a bit of an interesting experience, I guess. Um, so I, as you mentioned, I went to CMU, um, obviously a super computer science heavy school, uh, super entrepreneurial school. Um, I played basketball there as well. Um, and I, that's where I, I started my first company there. Uh, it was a mobile app called Flagpeg. Um, and we actually went through a startup accelerator in Pittsburgh called Alpha Lab. So that we were like, you know, 18, 19 years old. Um, one of our, one of our really, really good friends was a computer science major. So we, we built this company. We were pitching to, you know, Alpha Lab for investment. Um, we had to start thinking very early on about like, you know, business plan and, um, bank accounts and lawyers and insurance and like, all the stuff that goes into starting a company that you, you never want to think about. Um, so that, that company ended up not working out, but I kind of, I guess you could say got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. And I, I really, I knew that, you know, at some point I wanted to, I wanted to have my own company again. Um, and so that happened. I kind of shifted towards, towards entertainment a little bit. The next summer I interned at, uh, at Epic Records, uh, which is under Sony music. It's a really big record label, uh, future, you know, Travis Scott, French Montana, DJ Khaled, a lot of awesome guys. So I learned a ton about the music industry there. Um, and then I, I, as far as my, so that was summer before my uh, senior year in college. And at that point I knew, I was like, I want to work in the music industry. You know, I wanted to either work for a record label or a management company or an agency. Um, and that's what led me to CAA. Um, I actually, during my senior year, uh, I applied to CAA for an internship. Uh, and the reason I did that was I also applied to NYU for my master's in music business, which I was accepted to. So my plan was to spend the summer in LA and go back to, to New York to, to do my master's in music business. Um, I got to CAA and uh, CAA is like, you know, a powerhouse in terms of entertainment. And they have just their, their reach is everywhere. Uh, and it made me realize how much more there is outside of music. So it kind of really opened up my eyes to, you know, the marketing side, and the sports side and, digital and film and TV. So uh, I kind of was like, wow, there's so much more out there. So I actually, I backed out of NYU. Um, and I just had a really good feeling I wanted to stay in LA. Um, around that time, a CAA client, um, a guy who had his own marketing agency, which was Jan Sonic, offered me a job uh, as the executive assistant to the CEO. He was the CEO. So, um, and he was pretty much like, yeah, I need you to start right away. And this was actually during my internship at CAA. So I did something that most people probably would have never, never have done, but uh, I left, I left the CAA internship early to go work for, for gin and tonic. Um, and that's where I learned just, I learned so much about marketing and it was, a, it was a marketing and branding agency. So we would work with brands on 
uh, campaigns and we would plug in influencers and we would create content for them and produce events and just do a whole bunch of really awesome stuff. Um, and that's what really opened my eyes up to that side of the, the, the world, I guess, and uh, had a really good experience there and, and eventually decided to go off on my own. And, and here we are, I guess. Sorry, that was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. That was, that was a really interesting answer. Um, so I guess what I'd like to lead into next is I'd like to ask you, where did the idea for Cut and Sew come from? And what are your goals for the agency going forward? And how are you building your brand, I guess I'd like to ask, going forward? Yeah, um, honestly, the, the, where it came from was I, you know, I, I linked up with two two friends out here who are very like-minded, who were in similar positions to me. To, to me, um, they were at agencies, um, and we, the three of us, we really just decided we wanted to go for it. Um, we all kind of had, even while we were at our, our full-time jobs, we had like various opportunities come to us to consult or to you know help out on certain projects, and we would, we would say no, obviously, because we had our jobs. And then after a certain point, we were just like, yeah, we're, we're turning down a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of money and a lot of really cool projects. So let's just, you know, let's just do this. And um, so we decided, you know, we we all just, you know, we launched this agency together, um, and it's been it's been a blast. We have, you know, a couple clients. Um, it's uh, it's been it's been a it's been a fun ride. We're we're doing all the stuff that I mentioned earlier that I never wanted to do, such as get an accountant, get a lawyer, get liability insurance, like all this stuff that goes into the <laughs> business that sucks, um, we're, we're doing, and, and it's, it's been, like, super valuable. Um, and we're working on a lot of a lot of really cool stuff. We, uh, you know, we're, we're all super kind of passionate about this, this mix of, like, sports, tech, and entertainment. Um, I grew up around basketball. I, you know, I, I played AAU. I played in college. Um, some of my best friends are, are athletes. Uh, you know, professionally in, in college and whatnot, and I, I've just always, I've always loved you know sport as an industry. Um, tech obviously has been a passion of mine since since back at Carnegie Mellon, um, and then entertainment. You know, with my experience in the music industry and, and working with various influencers and stuff, it just seemed like a, a natural fit. So we're kind of trying to straddle those, those lines. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I love. That. So with that being said, you know, of course we cannot you know, help but see all the stuff you guys are doing on social media, you know, especially with Fortnite. So uh, I wanted to ask you about some of the collaborations you guys are working on right now with some other companies. And then where did the inspiration for starting Ballers Only come from? And what have you guys at Cut and Sew done um, in a development role to help that brand? Yeah, so uh, Cut and Sew is it's an interesting business model. We have you know a bunch of a bunch of things going on i guess you could say um on one hand we we manage talent so we uh we manage the top uh sneaker customizer in the nba since kickstradamus you know he does, he does shoes for uh in yep, yep. porzingis lillard donovan mitchell like really everybody um and he's you know he's got about i think it's like 200 followers on instagram so he's a full-on influencer at this point so um he gets you know we do all his brand deals uh we do his content strategy um, you know, he's worked with Adidas, uh, Trolley, um, StockX, like really, really iconic brands. And then we're able to kind of do the creative behind those campaigns. That's been super cool. That's one aspect. Um, we also do growth marketing for, for mobile apps. So we have uh, a couple uh, clients in the, in the tech space right now, mobile apps that, that we do on like monthly retainer for that we consult for. Um, both of them are post-funding pre-launch. So they're not, you know, in the app store or anything yet. Um, and we actually like we signed confidentiality, uh, confidentiality agreements with them, so I can't speak on the nature of the projects themselves. One's in the crypto space, and one's like a social app. Um, so we do all their all their marketing, 
And then um, we also work just on a more casual basis. We, we work with brands and, and we, you know, produce really cool campaigns. Um, we work with athletes on, on their branding, um, which kind of ties into the ballers only thing. Uh, ballers only um, is a channel on Twitch that uh, Cut and Sew built. So we like that's our IP. We work with uh, Josh Hart on the Lakers to build that channel. Um, for, for you guys who aren't familiar with Twitch, it's essentially a, it's a, it's a live streaming platform. Uh, it started off as, as video games, but uh, I think it's going to expand to much more than that. So, uh, you know, part of what we did with, with Josh Hart is, is kind of brand him as a gamer to the world. Um, so we, we got him on Twitch and everything. And, uh, and we launched a standalone channel on Twitch called Ballers Only, where he brings all of his friends, all of his NBA friends and celebrity friends to, to play video games. Um, and we're building that up as, as essentially a network. So every Sunday at 7, uh, you can tune in to see four NBA players playing Fortnite. Um, but, you know, once we build that brand up, maybe every Monday at 5, you can see tune in to see Josh, you know, hosting player interviews and stuff like that. So uh, we want to start integrating other, you know, programming into it, other original content, um, and really turn this Baldur's Only channel into, like, a modern-day almost kind of cable network where you can come at all hours of the day and see really cool uh, you know, athlete-generated content. That's re- yeah, it's really awesome, actually. It's so cool how you guys are incorporating Fortnite, which is one of the most popular games of all time, arguably, in, into your business model. I think that's very, very cool. And as you know, it's one of the biggest games now, and everyone's playing it. So I think that's awesome. And I've actually personally seen a few of your ballers-only videos. So they're very, very cool. I'll, I'll continue to keep watching them, for sure. I was just going to say, we, we, we got lucky. We put four NBA players together, and one of them, Kyle Kuzma, said something, you know, kind of crazy. Was, the first one was Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Larry Nance, and Frank Kaminsky, and then they started talking about Paul George and tampering and every single, you know, ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I saw That's so funny. Yesterday, today, they all picked it up, so. Yeah, Twitter, they love, yeah, they love Twitter putting loves. that on Twitter. I've seen that all. Yeah, yeah. Twitter loves uh, posting those videos. So that's I actually first saw that before uh, following your page, but I first saw it on Twitter, but then I followed yeah. it after and watched a few more. But now to your point about Fortnite, we just we're really big on kind of capitalizing on on cultural trends and just uh, kind of striking while the iron's hot. Like we had Keisha Thomas, he just did a he just did a pair of shoes for Donovan Mitchell that said rookie on them. So kind of playing into that whole Donovan Mitchell Ben Simmons debate. So we just we like to you know disrupt and and just stir up the pot in any way we can. I actually, uh, I've been following Kickstradamus for almost like four or five years now, and that's, I think that's so awesome how you guys had that uh, collaboration with him. I think that's going to be a, definitely a great connection to have. He allows us to, to, he's amazing at what he does, and he allows us to amplify, you know, a lot of, a lot of messages. For example, I, I talked about how we kind of branded um, Josh from the Lakers as a gamer. We kind of sat down, and he said he wanted to show that that side of himself to the world. So. We, we had Kixodamus make him Fortnite customs with his gamer tag on them, and he wore them on the court on ESPN, and the internet broke, and then we launched his personal Twitch channel the next day. Um, and then he did a Fortnite celebration on the court, and, and then... Oh, that was that was one of the funniest things. That was that was probably one of the most popular videos I've seen. That that blew up. That was literally on every Twitch. That, that, that was all, like, you know, that, that was all part of the plan. Was he wearing uh, the Kixodamus Fortnite shoes in the in the video while he was doing celebration? I didn't I, notice. I did the celebration now, but then they called him like the king of Fortnite on TV. Cool. That's a big. Cool. That's quite the title in today. Yeah, <laughs> cool validation over what we we're trying to do. So. Yeah, just while we're on the topic, funny question: uh, How many solo wins do you have personally, and uh, where's your favorite place to drop in on the map? 
you're asking you're asking the wrong guy. I got a couple of squad wins. I, I'd be lying if I had a solo win. I'm really so fun. I love it. Uh, I, I I mean I appreciate it as like a cultural phenomenon and what it's done for esports and and the gaming scene. Um, but I'm just not that good, unfortunately. I'm probably the worst video gamer ever made. But like, anyways, I'd like to I'd like to make a transition outside of Fortnite, outside the video game space. Um, you know, who's the biggest mentor in your life? How they impacted your career? If you could just let us know. I think it's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I've definitely been blessed with you know a lot of people who who pointed me in the right direction, and a lot of peers also who who push me every day. I just probably might, this might sound super corny, honestly, but I have to say my dad, honestly, even though he's not really in the entertainment industry at all, he's, he does, you know, commercial real estate, but just uh, from like a super early age, uh, he just kind of instilled that, I guess, that grind in me that like, that, you know, you wake up every day and, and you go 100%. Um, and so I think, honestly, that having that drilled into me from, from an early age and um, him, him, to his credit, being, you know, always encouraging me to like, on my passion and do what makes me happy um, is probably had more of an impact than, than any single person I've met. But um, I mean, especially in entertainment, like relationships are everything. Um, so it's just hard to pinpoint, you know, a certain person that I would say I'm my dad for sure. That's, I mean, that's, that's one of that my, that's one of my most inspirational mentors. And I mean, like you said, I relate to a lot of what you just said, because I watch my dad wake up every day at five 30 in the morning, go to work for basically my whole childhood. So that really inspired me to work hard. So it's pretty cool yeah. that you said that. But, uh, my next question for you, I guess I'd like to ask is, uh, as a young entrepreneur like yourself, what has been some of your biggest challenges with building your new company cut and sew? For sure. Um, I mean, I think definitely, uh, just people having kind of a preconceived notion about us because we're young. I mean, my, my, myself and my two partners are on our 20s. Um, so we'll walk into meetings and, you know, with, with executives or whatever, and they'll maybe after having emailed with us, when they, they meet us, they'll kind of be surprised by how young we are. And to their credit, some, some understand that, you know, working with people in their 20s brings a fresh perspective, um, you know, because our age, myself, you guys, like we grew up in this digital era, like, Using social media is, is is second nature, but for them it's not. But I think I think the biggest challenge is uh, is is getting people to uh, I guess to to respect it sometimes, um, and just and just understand that we're you know we're pretty good at what we do, and, and don't just judge us by the fact that we're in our twenties. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. And, and and with that being said, Matt, I mean, I, I look at, you know, some of my hurdles I had, you know, with building my company, Stockless, which was obviously acquired and I'm not working on anymore. Um, that leads me into this, um, which is something I think, you know, me, you, Sandy, um, all share, um, and it's, it's networking. Um, so on this podcast, we talk a lot about investing and, you know, how to create financial opportunities at a young age. You know, but for millennials, I, I mean, investing is getting so expensive. You know, stock markets rising, real estate prices are soaring. Um, you know, it's really hard for everybody to invest their own money. Um, you know, I feel the new millennial investment is in networking. You know, connection is the new currency. Um, with that being said, you know, what are some things you have done to grow your network? How important has it been for you um, at this stage in your career? If you could take it from there. Yeah. Um... I mean, I think just, just one is just being like as, as active as possible, whether it be going to conferences or panels or concerts or really just anywhere where you think there's going to be like a large concentration of people in the entertainment industry. Um, 
is has been super valuable to me. Even like my senior year in college in Pittsburgh, I knew that uh, I wanted to either be in New York or LA upon graduation. So I was kind of ready to to make that next step. So I would be in New York like almost every weekend, just trying to set up coffees and and just meet with as many people as I possibly could. Um, so definitely just kind of hitting the pavement and and just trying to make make those intros has been super valuable. And then honestly, uh, Instagram, social media, people. I think a lot of people look at social media as like, you know, they think it's like vanity or or whatnot. But uh, for me, like my Instagram is is my LinkedIn, and uh, everyone in entertainment, for the most part, that I've connected with has has been through uh, through Instagram and and building that brand and and uh, it's honestly just been super valuable. So I, I think working really hard to uh, to just kind of craft a, a brand on Instagram uh, is something that most people don't necessarily understand or they think it's done for the wrong reasons, but I think it's, it's super important. That's, you know, I think it's the giant of our, of our age group right now is, is whether you like it or not, Instagram is ruling everything. People aren't really on Facebook anymore. I'm personally not really on Snapchat anymore. So um, Instagram is where I do a ton of my networking. Um, so I can't, I can't say enough about that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we're seeing the same thing with us too, you know, trying to grow our page. You know, we're just starting, you know, we're only a few weeks in, maybe a month now. And, you know, you're right. I mean, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, I mean, yeah, we're using them, but, you know, we're getting our most feedback on Instagram. So I can't put enough effect on how, you know, how important Instagram is now in this day and age. So, um, you know, with that being said, Matt, thank you for joining us today. Um, Matt Hillman, everyone, you know, founder of Cut and Sew, remember that name. Thank you for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Money Talks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt.